What's up? Welcome back to Guitar Blah Blah, the daily podcast for people that just can't shut up about guitar. If you caught yesterday's episode, you'll know that we talked about skateboards being made into guitars. We were talking about Prisma guitars and how that's where they started and is a core of what they do, but also they've moved beyond into, you know, kind of exploring a lot of different materials, design elements, whilst keeping that element of using the skateboards, recycling used skateboards into guitars. And well, just pure testament to the fact that uh, there is so much room for diversity in the guitar making world. There are, despite being so many builders out there and sometimes having similar ideas, they all can find unique ways to approach their build and bring unique ideas to the market, even if those ideas are similar. And today, just to give the ultimate proof of that, we're going to talk again about skateboard guitars because what i wanted to do was put these two episodes side by side rather than i considered talking about them in the same episode and being like hey look skateboard guitars but i thought it'd be cool to give them each their own space to talk about them just so that listening into yesterday's episode and today's episode it really does kind of just display and, and and demonstrate that point really clearly without me just waffling on about it the idea that even though there are in fact two entirely different entirely separate in different parts of the world companies that have at their core the idea of recycling used skateboards into guitars they have gone about it in completely different ways they have completely different things at their roots and at their foundation and they create completely different guitars if you are really into what prisma guitars do you might not be into what uh i'm going to talk about today or vice versa you might really prefer the method that um, the guys that I'm going to talk about today have, have taken on and what directions they've gone in. Or you can just kind of appreciate the point and appreciate both that actually, you know, regardless of, of which approach you would personally buy or whether you would buy either, neither, whatever. It's just amazing to see how much diversity there is out there in terms of guitar building, how much creativity there is in these approaches. And that even when there are two approaches which have something really at their core in common like this you end up in two completely different outcomes completely different directions in different parts of the world at roughly the same time kind of crazy so today i want to talk about the skate guitar project this was actually founded by three guys in argentina um one of whom is a pro skateboarder one of whom is a guitar builder they're all they're all interested in guitars music and skateboarding that that's their passions um from all different directions and their different expertise and different interests that's what they are passionate about um they kind of came to the conclusion a little bit like prism we talked about yesterday the idea that uh you know skateboards when they kind of have passed their best or they've finished with their life as a skateboard there's still this wood that's there that's perfectly good for something that's a material um and all three of these guys were really interested in recycling and finding ways to be more sustainable and recycle materials more and that obviously came together really well with understanding uh when they were looking at skateboards and uh, something that they're that they're interested in going hey okay well there's a chance to recycle here because this is perfectly good material perfectly good wood that could be used for something this isn't waste we could be using this and why not use it to make guitars with because it can be actually perfect for that again we talked about with prisma guitars yesterday saying you know this is a uh, rock maple this is usually layers of maple that skateboards are made with um and that's actually perfectly viable for guitar building now when we talk about prisma guitars yesterday this is where we went into they kind of get a bunch of boards and layer them up and kind of almost make a 
um, a blank out of by layering up all the skateboards and then, you know, drawing an outline on it and cutting out the outline once they've removed the grip tape and all that stuff. Basically gluing a bunch of skateboards all together and then once they're all stuck together, it's almost like a, a kind of plank of wood and then you just basically go through the normal process you would do of having the outline of your body blank and you cut your body blank out of it and from then on it's basically normal guitar building that is not at all what skate guitars are about skate guitars much more keep the essence the aesthetic the look and a lot more of really the skateboard alive in the guitar it actually uses even less wood a lot a lot less wood a lot fewer decks to make their guitars because uh they can get two neck blanks out of a single deck, out of a single board, and then out of another deck. Uh, they get the, um, they basically get the two parts that they need for the body cutting it, um, which is crazy awesome that they managed to do that. It's a slightly layered design, the way that they do the body in a way, but really, basically, it keeps the shape and even the curves of the board itself. Um, so. If you imagine a skateboard, you've got the um, the curving and the shaping to a skateboard. That's actually utilized to make kind of a, the curvature of the guitar and the angle of the headstock as well. So that you've got that kind of utilized. You're not needing to cut stuff away and completely shape. It's actually a really efficient way of doing it. And it keeps angles. And the angle at the bottom of the body actually kind of fits with the curvature of your body. So it actually makes quite an ergonomic little, little design there. Um, it actually also makes for a really, really strikingly unique guitar design because it's got this thinner shape, almost kind of comparable to what you might see in some travel style guitars with that kind of much thinner shape, not really accentuated kind of um, crazy curves or longer horns or cutaways, but a really nice, simple kind of shape to the body. And what they also keep intact are way more of the colors and graphics we talked about uh prisma guitars yesterday uh how you get these lines from the dies that are in the different plies of the wood from the skateboards they're using and when they're all stuck together you get all these thin lines and intricate lines of different colors coming out on the guitars and that kind of makes a unique aesthetic but you know does not look inherently anything like a skateboard does not retain you know the look of the skateboard in any way these are like i said all glued up and then cut into more recognizable body shapes however the skate guitars are really really just straight up keeping the aesthetic of the skateboards there cut into these nice simple shapes which like i say really are straight from the boards themselves it keeps a lot of that charm it's very clear and obvious it's, it's that's a real part of the core concept is if this is coming from skateboards if it's bringing together the passions of skateboards and guitars and it's trying to fuse those together in a way which kind of celebrates both as well as this idea of recycling and giving new life to these skateboards but it still really is related to skateboarding as well um it makes sense that it would keep the aesthetic of that and you look at it immediately and you can kind of you know you might not know what it is right away but uh as soon as you see skate guitar on it you can kind of put two and two together when that's written on the guitar and you go like oh dude this is made of a skateboard it's not it's not taken so far away from the look that you can't tell what it is and that's obviously like i say a core part of what they wanted to do is to not make it look unlike a skateboard they still want it to retain the look of a skateboard in the body in particular um you know the neck because of just it's a guitar it's once it's got frets on it and um um inlays of fret dots and tuning pegs and everything on it and it's cut into the shape of a headstock at the top 
that obviously doesn't really look like a skateboard anymore um it's amazing that they can do that from um the boards though uh that that's really cool basically just from um two skateboards you've got a guitar which is is crazy and it's a clever way that they do it with this kind of layered design like i say uh you could see how that works roughly they've got like a nice little really rough diagram on their website homepage which i'm going to link to for skate guitars which shows you how it kind of gets the the two parts of the body and then the 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 two neck and, and kind of from two different decks which is really 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 cool um and how you know that then becomes like layered together to make these guitars which is really really cool they have uh four different options for designs and what's also cool is what distinguishes these guitars is they have um they they have these skate graphics on them which is super super cool so again really keeping the skateboard aesthetic design elements right in there in the core if you're into skateboards and guitar then why would you necessarily want it to be totally removed from the look and so you know um anyone that knows skateboards knows that the graphics are a big cool draw and a big part of it and a really cool thing and it's cool that the four different designs have these four different graphics on it that all have kind of a skate style and it's just really really cool it really keeps the feel of it it makes them interesting pieces that are going to appeal to anyone who's into like uh skate stuff and or guitar stuff which is obviously a big part of the point makes total sense and it's cool that they just went all out and did that it's it's really 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 clever and i it actually makes for really cool interesting looking pieces as well um and i think you know they're all going to be unique in the way that they look in a way because of the the way that the different decks will kind of look and any kind of like wear to them which gives them a very cool relict look as well um which again fits with the idea of recycling fits with this with this idea of kind of a rock and roll punk skater kind of vibe to the whole thing so it does actually make total sense but it also just in in the age of you know age parts and relic guitars and age guitars and stuff it looks actually really really cool it fits with the vibe that's really around at the moment and the people are super into it like stuff that's a little bit beaten up and stuff that looks like it's had a little wear on it and when it's actually not faked because i know people a lot of people don't like relicking to some extent or fake aging because they think it's kind of posery and, and faked right um in in the sense it's obviously is fake but you know uh, that bothers people in the sense that it's um kind of something not real kind of posery kind of yeah superficial and and stuff in that way um you wouldn't have that with this because that's that's not damage that they put on to you know pose as having a relic guitar that's just the damage that's on the board because that's a whole part of the entire concept here is we're recycling skateboards so super super cool absolutely completely different looking from what we talked about yesterday uh absolutely different apart from just in recycling all boards and the passion for both music and instrument building and skateboarding coming together Apart from that very basic level, kind of in the chronology, the thing that just comes first is like the, the the spark of an idea. And that's cool in itself that that spark of an idea is similar and came at roughly the same time in two completely different places in the world from, from actually two kind of different, yeah, different sets of circumstances and actually came from different places, really. Uh, you know, apart from that, it's just interesting to see that the way Prisma Guitars has gone and even developed in the last few years since they kind of gained notoriety versus the Skate Guitars project here. Uh, it's cool to see how they are just nothing alike, um, nothing similar in them. 
if it wasn't for the fact that using utilizing skateboard wood and recycling skateboard wood was involved you would not see any connection whatsoever between them and that that is what's cool and interesting to me that's a lot of the reason i wanted to talk about both of these projects i think that they're interesting in their own right i think that they there's a huge amount there that's interesting to talk to. I'd love to revisit these guys and, and, and talk about any new models they do, keep an eye on what Prisma are doing. And, and I think that's worth talking about on its own in terms of geeking out about guitar stuff, cool builders, all the stuff we talk about on this podcast. But I really wanted to talk about them both side by side because I think that's a great demonstration of how diverse and kind of, yeah, full of its own niches the guitar world is and how much space there is for really interesting um yeah like i guess development of your own niches but really interesting paths to take that create enough space for someone to yeah create their own niche but also to create something new that's still going to appeal back to everyone else you know i'm almost kind of like not enjoying the word niche there because it suggests that someone's off in a corner doing something weird that no one's interested in. But all of these projects are known and get talked about because they have appeal. And here you've got two projects which have something, you know, at their core that is really from a very similar place. Yet they've created two totally distinct, totally different places that are going to appeal to the guitar community in different ways that core element of the story is going to appeal in the same way, turn skateboards into guitars. But beyond that, everything that's appealing about them is actually completely different. Um, to be honest, I don't know if there's that many people, you know, apart from just someone who just purely likes that idea of skateboards into guitars would probably want both of these. Um, but in terms of everyone else, the, all the other people that they draw in, the rest of us that get drawn in by whatever part of the story whatever part of the design and get interested in one or the other we're probably going to be drawn more to the skate guitars or we're probably going to be drawn more to what prisma guitars does because they've have created totally different paths gone on totally different paths and created totally different environments of their own within the market that appeal in totally different ways and you know the more that they both go on down their paths like seeing skate guitars have multiple models and seeing the different stuff that they've done and then all the stuff i talked about prisma guitars yesterday expanding into kind of very interested in design and interested in utilizing lots of different materials uh fused with the skateboard elements and working with artists in a very different way to the kind of art you're seeing on the skate guitars guitars just really off in totally different realms um despite coming from a similar place i think that says a lot about the guitar world and and the world of smaller builders that um yeah there are a lot of them but when you start to look into what they do you see how many different paths they've created how many different individual unique singular places they've all managed to get to over 5 10 15 20 25 years of doing what they do and how they've all crafted out and created their own space of their own work and their own ingenuity that are interesting and draw us in for actually really different reasons. Even if there's something similar about them. Yeah, that guy makes kind of metal, kind of spikier guitars with hot ceramic pickups. And so does this other guy. But you look a little deeper and you see, yeah, they've ended up in completely different places that appeal to me in completely different ways. Yeah, this guy makes more traditional single cuts with aged hardware. And so does that guy. And that's kind of what they're known for. But as soon as you start to look into their work, 
over 25 years, they've carved out a completely unique place for themselves and that you would never get the two confused. And that I think is really cool. It's what is it's another thing that draws me again and again to the world of smaller guitar builders. Um, I think it's why it's kind of like there's so much that's there that's interesting, even if you're like someone that doesn't just like to blab on about gear that much and you you know you're kind of sick of someone being like but does a clan pedal actually sound that good is it really worth hundred thousand bucks no there's your answer um <laughs> is a dumble really that good no there's your answer but um you know without being a grouch about it um even though i do a daily guitar podcast and i find you know all all different angles of this stuff really interesting that shit gets a little old and here why i really am mostly drawn to talking about even though it's not mostly what i play because who has the budget for that is smaller builder luthier whatever you want to call them booty guitars and guitar design and it's amongst everything else you know i'm on here talking about gibson and talking about gretch and talking about whoever else i talk about a bunch of stuff i talk about nam show you know i do I do all that stuff. It's a daily guitar podcast. There's lots of stuff to cover. And like I say, it doesn't mean I don't find that stuff interesting. I never talk about something just because it's the thing to talk about. It's always, I do this on my own. I get to pick whatever I want to talk about. If I'm talking about it, I find it interesting. That's what I'm doing. It would be a really crappy way to spend this part of my day <laughs> talking about stuff I didn't really care about. And you guys would probably kind of pick that up in my voice. I think it would be kind of clear that I wasn't really into it. Um, so it's all stuff that I'm really interested in. But, you know, compared to any other guitar podcast you listen to and compared to all the other stuff out there, that's what everyone's doing. We're, we're talk- I would hope. I assume. I'm not cynical enough to assume otherwise. I assume we're all talking about the stuff that interests us. And the only difference is this interests this person more, this interests the, this other person more. And, you know, it's pretty obvious for me where I end up. And all the axes and blade stuff is focused around luthier guitars and smaller builders and certain aspects within what they do and yeah it's stuff like this it's these cool stories and i think this is what draws me in here is that even though there's lots of builders that on the surface have things in common and are setting out to do similar things as soon as you just start to look into what they do it's like prisma and skate guitars it's just ending up in completely different directions fueled by their personalities and their life stories and just who they are as people and that is really fascinating and kind of feels a little bit like when you get interested in artists it feels a lot like that to me you know talking about if i was just to talk about like the latest releases and press releases about new guitars that stuff's cool i follow that stuff you know you guys know that i do talk about that stuff on here when stuff piques my interest and i feel like there's something more to expand upon you know a lot of the reason i might just not talk about it on here as well is because i feel like you guys have seen that from everywhere else you know this if something's well publicized but you know if all i did was talk about that um you know it would feel a bit like um yeah like you know it would just feel a bit like i guess almost talking about like the stock market or something which again if that interests you it interests you but um it would feel a little bit like I was never getting beyond just a kind of some kind of business discussion or something like that. Um, and I don't have any good advice to give you on that. I don't know. I can't give you any good advice really on what guitars to like invest in or or any of that sort of stuff. So 
I would probably just direct you to somewhere else if you wanted to hear that. But what genuinely just draws my interest and always has done, and that's the kind of foundation of the Axes and Blades stuff, is what these people are doing because it feels, like I say, a bit more like when you get into an artist rather than talking about guitar releases. It feels a bit more talking about, um, you know, going into the stories behind like your favorite albums or something and like the crazy stuff that was going on with the band and you know what these songs are about and what these lyrics are about and the concept behind things and uh the difficulties they had making the album and you know you just find it interesting on a personal level it's not like a a drama thing or anything like that even if the album was a breeze to make and there were no personal issues we still watch like documentaries about making of and we'll give bands extra money to check that out and get the footage and get the dvd and stuff because i think we all find that interesting like it's just fascinating that these people just you know maybe had jobs and quit them or never had jobs or dropped out of school and they were just like i'm obsessed with this thing and i'm gonna do it and it's like this weird madness of music taking over it's like i'm just gonna do this thing and no one would ever advise that you do this thing but i'm gonna do it and i've got this singular vision for it and I don't know where it's going to go when I start off with. I just have this vague thing of I'm going to make music and then I'm going to follow it. And they end up creating this whole niche and this creative world that then we really attach to and that inspires us to then do the same thing. Like that's a lot of how I look at guitar builders. And when I was like, why am I getting interested in this? Like I was always just more about, I wasn't really that into gear. I I, I just wanted to play. Like I did not, I, I played all of my gigs with a single pedal I've talked about this before. There's an episode of this podcast called My Favorite Pedal. Um, and it's a total cop-out. It probably pissed everyone off. But because um, my pe- favorite pedal is my Boss Multi-Effects pedal, my Boss ME50, which is like a cheap multi-effects thing you buy when you're like a beginner and you're like, oh, I want effects, but I have no idea where to start. So you buy that. I bought that and for like 10 years never went past that stage of like, oh, I don't know where to start. I, I was just, I bought that and I was like, cool, it has all the sounds. I don't need anything else. I don't give a shit about pedals. I, I have this. Like, that was, what was that? Because, and that's what I want. And all I did was I showed up and um, my amp was so, uh, like, crappy and small. I had to, like, have everything on full to just roughly hear myself over the drummer at rehearsals. I didn't want to buy, I didn't, like, buy another amp. I didn't have another amp. So I just used that. And it was just like a practice amp. And I would just like crank it up and it would just about get over the drum and you'd like kind of prop it on something so you could have it next to your ear basically. And my drummer, the drummer could still never hear me um, half the time. Or like, you know, just about hear me. But that's like all I had. And this was this was a while ago. So if you're sitting there thinking, well, my Bosch Katana could easily practice amps were not quite as good as they are now. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, if you've got a Bosch Katana, you can definitely do pretty well with that now. Um, yeah, these this practice amps, a good few years ago were not quite up to that standard and were definitely not that loud. I can tell you they, they weren't just made for practicing. They were not made for taking out the boss katana. You can, you can go gig with that thing. Uh, not the case back in the day. Um, anyway, you know, I was playing with that and that's all I had. So I couldn't gig with it. So all I turned up to gig was, uh, gigs with every single time was I just had my boss ME 50. Um, we had a lot of like dynamics, like clean and dirty stuff. So all I did was I was like, I'd get there and I just start asking everyone, can I borrow someone's amp? If there wasn't a back line at the place, I'd be like, Hey, I need someone's amp. I need someone's amp. And I just have whatever it was, you know, usually some like line six monstrosity that was, those could go loud enough for gigging. If you had the bigger ones, you know, the line six spiders, like a lot of people just had like the 15s, the smaller ones, but like some people would get like the eighties or whatever, like the 80 watt ones or whatever, which was like the same nasty ass sounds in there. But like, 
<laughs> you know, loud enough for gigging and stuff. It was kind of those, or sometimes it would be some kind of like older PV thing. Again, the PV amps, like, you know, they had the smaller practice ones and then they had the kind of bigger ones like that would go to more wattage that occasionally someone would have and had been smart enough to buy that unlike me and um could actually kick with their practice amp. Um and you know I just borrow whatever was there and it would just be my boss ME fifty and all I would do was um be on whatever clean I could get out of whatever amp I was allowed to plug into. Um which I didn't know anything about. I didn't know what any of these amps were. I didn't care. Um really I can talk more about this in a different episode rather than going into the nuance of like, because I did know some stuff, I did know some gear stuff, because I was really, really into guitar. And even though it was focused around playing it, that means you do learn stuff. Like I read guitar magazines and stuff just because I got really into guitar and there was always artists in there and they had tabs for songs. So you do kind of learn about gear, but I was not a gear person. And this is pre-YouTube as well. Would I watch YouTube gear stuff if it existed then? Nah, I don't think so. Um, the ones who are like musicians that also talk about gear, maybe that, but I don't think I'd just watch gear stuff. Like that was not interesting to me. I knew a bunch about guitar to people who weren't into guitar. Do you know what I mean? Like they would be like, wow, you know so much, but any of you guitar people would have understood that I didn't know anything, um, or knew very little. And what I did know was just from artists, like reading, I liked reading artists talking about their gear that I did like, like I actually did enjoy hearing an artist talk about here's how I get these sounds and stuff that I did really, really enjoy anyone else talking about it. I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Some writer in a magazine. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Um, I didn't read that stuff. I'm being a bit harsh. Like I say, I'm kind of skipping over the nuance of it. Uh, I cared to some extent. I read some of it, but generally speaking, I was not into this stuff. It was about music and that was the attachment to guitar and that developed and deepened and I kind of just got into everything guitar, but, um, yeah, I was still very not knowledgeable because it wasn't a learning thing for me. It wasn't like I got to learn about all this stuff. It was just that the knowledge I had was picked up specifically from like, I want to make this sound. How do I do that? And, and, oh, what does that artist do? And, oh, that's cool. What's that? I don't know what that is. And I'd look it up. Um, it would come from that rather than me like, I would like to learn about cool gear stuff. That never happened. Um, So I used to just show up and I used to just have this ME50 and that would be my dirt channel and whatever amp I was plugging into was the clean channel. And I just throw on a bunch of effects that I thought was cool because I experimented with the ME50 tons until I knew kind of backwards how to get all these different sounds out of it. Yeah, and that would be the whole thing. And then when we recorded, I did the same thing. I showed up, we showed up to this studio and there was like a Fender amp there. And I was like, okay, and that was my clean, and I ran the ME50 into it, and that was the entire thing. Like that was that was it. That was all I knew. That's all I needed to know. Um, you know, but I can talk a different time if anyone cares, but maybe it's just rambling about how I got more into the gear side of it, um, in certain specific ways to the point where I'm at now but the big draw which is why this is what this podcast focuses on so much and comes back to again and again and why it's the central thing about axes and blades is guitar builders and also yeah pedal builders and amp builders um and there are many things in this industry I talk about because they're interesting to me again every single thing on this podcast I talk about is because it's interesting to me but um yeah this is the kind of reason why i'm so interested in this stuff and coming back to it again and again with guitar builders and stuff because it has that artist thing it's like this is watching someone who's very passionate about something take a big risk with their life like some of these people i talk about i'm not going to name names or anything but like some of these people talk about people who like remortgaged their houses to do this or took out like a kind of risky loan to do this or 
quit their job when they really did not have the fucking savings to quit their job and do this. Or, you know, lost their job and then went, I'm not going to get another job. Life's too short. You can just wake up one day and lose your job. I'm going to start building guitars in the garage. Like, that's the kind of people who do this. There's like not many people that don't have some kind of story like that where it's weird and it just fascinates me. And it fascinates me that that's not disconnected from the guitars, actually. Like when they talk about models, you know, oh, when did you release this model? What was the concept? Those stories come out when they talk about the models and uh, as well as stories about artists and stuff. And that's really similar to why we're interested in musicians it's these people who do something that inspires me in itself make a beautiful guitar that i want to play make an amazing album i listen to again and again obviously they're related in the sense that it's music and guitars and we're into that and that inspires us anyway but they do that and then when you ask them how did you do this the story is like this bizarre life which is fascinating just from a human perspective and i've always been interested in People who do that when it's not to do with guitars even. Uh, I talked about this before. There's a series on like, I think it's Vice or someone. Um, you know, some some YouTube channel has this series, which is like exactly this. It's just like people who do weird jobs. And there's like a violin maker who just like, I don't think they were like a classical musician or anything. One day it was just like, I'm going to make a violin. And now they make really good violins that sell for loads of money, just like in their house. Um, and there's another one where it's like a freelance comic book artist. And it's just exactly that thing. And this is why people watch that series. And you see like the comments about the series. It's people with the same interest that I have. And I think a lot of you will have of just like, how the hell does someone wake up one day and I'm going to go, I'm going to do that. And every single story is different. Every single story that they have is different. And that's why the thing they create is different. That's what I mean. It's not separated. Like why the skate guitars end up different to the prism guitars is because of the story that led to it the story and the people and the life is why it's different it's not really like oh because it's a different theory of compiling tone woods that's not really what makes this different that's like the marketing copy of like why fender does this still and gibson does this still but like at the core of where these ideas come from of why leo fender was doing what he's doing and les paul was doing what he was doing and paul bixby did what he did was inherent in their lives and in the weird frankly weird fascinating lives that they lived and they were lives that were obsessed with music and it's and around music or around design and engineering and their ideas and their kind of own unique genius in a way and that's what fascinates me and draws me again and again to guitar bone because it is endless it is limited there's in if you follow uh mass manufactured pedal market I don't think it's like that. I think they're always going to be bringing out tube screamers. They're always going to be bringing out this, that, and the other. There'll be interesting people within it. There will be fascinating people within it. But will we actually hear about them? Are those fascinating people front and center? Whereas because the stories of small guitar builders, small amp builders, because the stories of you know guitars that are built by small builders, amps that are built by small builders, pedals that are built by small builders are inherently linked with the people who make them, those stories are kind of front and center. Like if you want to, if you go, what's a Prisma guitar? It's yesterday's episode is the answer. It's the story of how Nick Porford created and came to the idea of creating guitars out of skateboards. And if you go, what's skate guitars? The answer is the completely different story in a different part of the world of different people with different kind of backgrounds 
came together to create guitars out of skateboards in a completely different way that resulted in completely different guitars. And I think that's like a limitless potential. The the kind of whatever you want to call it, boutique market, it's not really about it's not about boutique. Like no one in the boutique guitar market likes the word boutique. They all fucking hate it actually. Um because it's not about boutique. It's not about being something quaint and different and oh so other from the rest of the brutish guitar market. Horse shit. It's nothing to do with that. Um what it is about is is about these singular people exploring their singular visions. And because of that, it has this limitless potential. It wouldn't if it was about being boutique. They'd all, it would be like the boutique fashion market. Like, look at that shit. That shit is no different to, you know, one brand's shit is no different to any other brand's shit in that market. Like, we use the finest leather for our bags. What do you do? We use the finest leather for our bags. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same shit. Um, it's the same shit. And um, that's why it looks the same. You know, in the guitar market, even when things look the same on the surface, it's just limitless potential, I feel, because it's not about being boutique or in a niche. It's about whether you end up boutique, whether you end up in a niche, whatever. That's not what it's about. What it's driven by, what it's about, what's at its core is these unique people that are as, yeah, as unique as people are from one another with their unique life stories, creating something that's very much born out of that and that's why you end up with something different and i'm not saying that doesn't happen at big companies this isn't some like anti-big company thing like there are fascinating people at prs and music man and gibson and things that that are geniuses in their own right that create some of the most important things in our industry um but are those things the front and center thing that we engage with it tends not to be it tends to be thought through some kind of marketing machine and you know it tends to be um filtered into the realm of um, you know pr <laughs> and um and uh yeah you know brand awareness and this kind of stuff and whether that corporatizes it or not that much is a debate for another time but it certainly means that you're not connecting on a personal level like we enjoy doing with musicians and the music that we listen to and that to me i think when i kind of if i'm psychoanalyzing myself is why i ended up getting drawn to this stuff, being someone who just wanted to play and didn't really know what wood their guitar was made out of and didn't really care. That's an exaggeration. Like I say, I read guitar magazines. I got into this stuff. Musicians talked about it, so I got interested in it. You know, that was why musicians were like, oh, I prefer the rosewood because of this, that, and that. That was me going, oh, what's that? What What do I need to know about? So I got into it in that way. So I did know, you know, I knew that stuff. I became reasonably knowledgeable, but the path that, I've, that I'm now like talking about guitars all the time as well as playing them, which I wouldn't have ever thought I would be doing, um, is because of this. This is the thing that actually draws me into it. Um, it's making music, and it's, as gear relates very clearly to making music, I am into it. I actually love talking about pedals because I love talking about experimenting with pedals and sound crafting with pedals. I don't love talking about like the pedal industry unless something happens to catch my eye and then I talk about it on here and then it's a kind of one-off thing. Uh, I don't really love talking about the pedal industry in terms of um, the components and blah, blah, blah and like the history of this kind of component and this kind of pedal unless I'm talking with some super genius who knows all about that stuff and then I'm fascinated in it because it's this personal thing. Like their passion makes it interesting. But me talking about it, like I don't know, who gives a shit. Um, but you know, I get why people want to interview Josh Scott about it because that is kind of fucking fascinating to see how in his mind that gets that history gets refracted. That's interesting because of him because because he's interesting. Um, 
and you know like when i'm just like when i was a kid it's i kind of really haven't changed um even though the outcome's really different now i am interested in this stuff and gained, gained a lot of knowledge and even work in the industry and stuff compared to kid me who was like it was really all about playing it's still all of our knowledge base comes from this interest in the creative person and that's what's interesting and the, the passionate person fuels it and i just thought putting the prisma guitar episode next to the skate guitars episode is a great way of demonstrating how the strongest connector for that i think to me is the world of small guitars and boutique guitars because that's all it is it's all like a room full of musicians when you hear them talk when you hear them get together at events when there's a bunch of small builders there i mean a lot of them are musicians as well or were musicians um yeah they talk like musicians and they kind of share knowledge like musicians and um they kind of have lived weird slightly eccentric lives driven by a vision in their head and they wanted to make it real and they went that's what i'm going to do for my life i'm going to pull stuff out of my head and put it into the world and i'm going to hope that enough people think that that's cool that i will be able to pay for a roof over my head endlessly fascinating and because it's unique every time because it comes from such a personal place the results are unique and that's why even when you have two groups of people that say yep we want to make guitars out of skateboards the results and the stories are just completely different and the more years that go on the more they kind of diverge from one another and end up in totally different places i thought it was cool anyway i'm going to shut up now because i blabbed on about guitar whilst ironically making the point that it all comes back to music and musicians and interesting people um, and passionate people who, who, you know, have led interesting lives to do these things. And um, yeah, it's all got to come back to the music. So that's why we always end with a music suggestion. And today's music suggestion, definitely a band that are not short on passion and emotion and um, yeah, powerful self-expression. Um, today, I'm suggesting you go and check out the song Failed Imagineer from Propagandi. If you don't know Propagandi, uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, incredible, incredible, amazing punk rock with a bunch of intricacies and phenomenal playing in there. It's powerful stuff. It's hard stuff. It's everything you would want from punk and harder rock music and so much more you got to check out propaganda and if you already knew them this is your daily reminder to go listen to more propaganda so it's still serving a purpose so i've linked to that in the description of the podcast i've also linked to um skate guitars so you can go and check those out as well if you're interested in me blabbing on about prisma more and you missed yesterday's episode you can go and check that out so anyway check all that stuff out get inspired play guitar create your own personal story of something idiosyncratic and weird and unique and full of self-expression whether it becomes your job or not whether it's just you sitting on your own making music for yourself go and do it it drives these people to literally turn their whole lives upside down that's how powerful and important this stuff is so get inspired do do something cool which by the way just includes plugging in and playing guitar definitely do that Look after yourselves, look after one another, and as always, I'll catch you again tomorrow.